friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the show where I break down the mono and stereo differences from classic albums from the 60s, and ultimately let you decide which is preferable for you. And today we're going to be taking a look at 1967's Wild Honey by the Beach Boys. Originally released on the 18th of December 1967, the album would be their second of that year, following on from their Smile sessions, including the Smiley Smile album, which would eventually come out of that, although their second recorded at Brian's home studio. Now, what's interesting here is that the album never originally received a stereo mix in 1967, only receiving a true mono mix and duophonic pressings issued just about everywhere. However, in 2017, we were finally treated to a true stereo version of, well, almost all of the album on the Sunshine Tomorrow Studio archival collection, only missing out on a overdub on the second half of How She Boogalooed It and any stereo chances on Mama Says, although this works perfectly fine in mono as well. Now, what is also interesting is that a few of these tracks received stereo remixes over the years before the album came out, namely Wild Honey and Darlin' in 2012, Country Air and a second mix of Darlin' in 2013, and Let the Wind Blow in 2001, so of course we'll be looking at these today as well. But let's kick things off with the title track, because where else are you going to start with this? first thing you'll notice is that in the stereo mix the percussion and acoustic guitar is far louder than it is in the mono mix. So let's start with that mono mix and then we'll play it again in stereo where those congas really stick out like a sore thumb to me. And again in stereo. The next standout difference is that in mono, Carl has a slight slapback delay on his vocal, which is absent in the stereo remix for the most part. Here's that bit in mono, and then we'll move over to the stereo. Over to the stereo. Something you've probably noticed as well comparing these clips is that the backing vocals stand out a lot more in the stereo mix and that generally goes for the whole album. However, there's certain points where they stand out even more than they already do and the bridge of this track is a key exception. I'll play you it in mono where they're much more muted and then I'll play you in stereo where they regain that lead vocal quality to them. So starting with the mono where they're muffled, buried and almost designed not to be there just like a whispering in the background that you can kind of hear very smiley smile-esque if you like. stereo where they're much more upfront and in your face. Now Bruce 
Johnston's absolutely wonderful organ interlude here has a lot of tape delay on it which is absent after it fades out the first time but it fades back in in stereo. Also, Carl's vocal afterwards is treated to even more slapback in stereo than it is in mono, which is an unusual turn of events compared to earlier. So let's hear that whole section in mono and then again in stereo. Again, in stereo. Finish on a mixology favourite, the stereo has a slightly longer fade as we always like to see. I'll play you the mono and then move it over to the stereo at the key moment. Stereo. Now, after looking at the 2017 stereo mix, we should also take a look at the 2012 stereo mix, first issued on the 50 Big Ones compilation and later on the Made in California box set. Now, this mix is a far more modern sounding mix with a brighter EQ, a bit more compression on the elements, some extra delay on the vocal and more reverb mixed in as well. The keyboard is, or piano, is also louder in the mix. Let me play you a bit of the first verse just so you can hear how this sounds compared to the far more natural sounding 2017 version. Although, as I say, it does add that delay on Carl's vocal that's missing in the 2017 stereo, but probably overcooks it a little bit. the 2017. An interesting difference in this mix comes in the bridge where in the section in the 2017 the backing vocals were much louder than the mono the 2012 loses them completely in the first half only bringing them in in the second half this is then followed by the entrance of the instrumental organ section which adds a lot more reverb to the organ itself and then Carl's vocal that comes in after this is treated to even more delay than usual going a little bit above and beyond the pretty satisfactory delay that's in the verse. I'll play all three of those back to back just so you can see what's missing, the extra reverb and obviously Carl's crazy delay.
finally on this mix there's that little fade out once again which is interestingly slightly shorter than the mono this time i'll play you the 2012 fade out and cross fade it slightly into the mono for you mono now track two on the album aren't you glad received two stereo mixes in 2018 the second being a slightly revised version of the mix on the sunshine tomorrow 2 collection the first thing to note is that just before the verse starts in mono the piano drops out but it remains in the stereo mix. However, in the second stereo mix, this is then cut out, but comes back in with a hard digital click. I'll start with the mono, the 2017 stereo, and then 2017 volume two stereo. Twenty seventeen. Version 2 Our next key difference on this track comes in that in the left channel of the stereo there's a little guitar that keeps going and a couple of little organ bits as well. These are generally muted in the mono until about the 34 second mark where they come up in a very muted way. It's also worth noting before the second line when Mike sings tonight, Mike's breath is cut off quite haphazardly. I'm also going to emphasize that the hand claps before the chorus, which we'll get to in a minute, are a lot more low resolution in stereo than in mono, which leads me to believe they've either been extracted from the mono mix or sampled from elsewhere. I'll play the section in stereo, move it to the mono so you can hear where the left channel guitar is absent, and then play the hand clap section in both stereo and then mono. Here's the edit. Tonight will be a special treat. And over to the mono. Sweet and I feel good just to talk with you. You know that I've been a long time needing you. You say that you've been a long time needing me. And, and now back to stereo for those hand claps. And also notice the volume of the horns and the lead vocal in the chorus. Let's hear that all again in mono and notice the clarity of the hand claps but also the slightly more muted lead vocal and horns in the chorus. goes back into the verse notice that that boom, guitar is in the mix but still absent at some of the points 
once again, the fade is a hair longer, this time in mono. So we'll start with the stereo and quickly shift to the mono. Mono. Now, after those two different heavy tracks, we got a nice easy job with track three, I Was Made To Love Her, the Stevie Wonder cover on the album. Now, aside from obviously the supreme clarity difference between the mono and the stereo mixes, the only real difference comes in the shape of the fade. And when I say shape, I mean that the start and end points differ slightly. They both end at the same time, but they feel like they start differently and the mono kind of fades a bit more gradually and earlier, whereas the stereo stays at a louder volume within the fade before dropping off right at the end. I'll play the mono first and then play it again in stereo, so not only can you hear the clarity difference but also the shape of the fade. And again in stereo. Now, track four, Country Air, is where things get a little messy once again. The mono starts with a little more tape hiss and a little bit of ambient clicking in the background, which is absent in the stereo mix, although I would say the keyboard is a bit louder in stereo. However, there is also a 2013 stereo mix, which comes from the Made in California box set, which, like the Wild Honey mix, is a little bit wetter and a little bit brighter, and the lead vocal is notably louder. So let's hear the beginning of the track in mono and then I'll play the 2017 stereo so you can hear the differences there and now I'll move that into the 2013 stereo so you can hear how much brighter the track is and how much louder the vocal is. And again in stereo. to the 2013. Now, the chorus is where things get pretty interesting. In mono, obviously the vocals are centralized, but in stereo, it sounds like there's been a slight distortion and ADT effect applied with this slightly weird sounding effect going on on the vocals, but it does spread them across the stereo field with Brian's lead vocal, if you like, pretty low in the mix in the middle, like the mono. However, in the 2013 stereo, which replicates this to a degree, Brian is right up on top of the mix and is far louder than any of the other mixes, making this an interesting alternate, although definitely not authentic to the 1967 mono mix. So let's start with the mono, and we'll move it to the stereo, and then we'll move it to the 2013. Get a breath of that country air. Stereo. 
2013. As we move into the second verse, pay close attention to the hi-hat. It's bone dry in the mono mix, but it's got some wet reverb over in the far channel in stereo and in both mixes to boot. I'll play the stereo first and then we'll move it to the mono so you can hear how bone dry it sounds. Mono. As we ride into the chorus again, I'm going to play it in stereo because I want you to notice at the end of it where there's a distinct cutoff in the hiss, which is absent in mono, probably due to the nature of the mix. Right here. Now, in this last verse, once the snare drum enters, you'll notice it's quite loud in mono, but it's a lot softer in stereo. But in 2013, it's matched closer to the mono. We'll do mono, then 2013, then 2017. 2013, 2017. Finally, at the last second before the outro comes in, there's this slight cock-a-doodle-doo sound right in the right channel in 2013, but pretty low in the other mixes. I'll play 2013 first, and then the other two sequentially. Twenty seventeen Mono Now the final track on side one of the album, the album's rocker, A Thing or Two, has very few differences, mainly because the chorus is a copy and paste job throughout the song, which replicates all the differences between all three. So this makes our job nice and easy, but there are a few slight differences. The mono runs slightly faster than the stereo, and in the chorus, the guitar, or the rhythm guitar, is much louder in stereo than it is in mono. And finally, the do it right before the chorus kicks in is much louder in mono, and in stereo it's a bit lower and less distorted. There's also the point that the backing vocals in the chorus come in halfway through mono, but immediately in stereo. So I'm going to play the mono chorus first, starting with the do it right, where you can compare the volume of the right against the do it and the chorus and listen for the volume of the electric guitar and where the backing vocals enter which I'll point out to you when we get there. I'll then play it again in stereo and explain the same things. Come those who who backing vocals. And now again in stereo. It's also 
Also worth noting, in the second pre-chorus, the wordless backing vocals in mono are a lot wetter than they are in stereo. Here they are in mono, and then I move it round to the stereo. To the stereo. Probably the most notable difference that would actually get buried in time in this track is one that arises just before the final chorus. Now first of all, the keep on telling is much louder in mono than it is in stereo and then the pause after it is an extra beat longer in mono than it is in stereo. Although interestingly on the 2001 mono remaster this is edited out to match what is now the stereo version. So no interesting tidbit there. I'll play the mono section first and then we'll play it again in stereo. Again in stereo. Keep on telling. And finally, as we get into the outro of the track here, there's a lead guitar part that's very occasional, mixing the left channel, but this gets very buried in the mono mix. Here, take a little listen to the outro in stereo, listen to that guitar pad to the left, and I'll play it again in mono and see if you can spot it. And mono. Now, as we flip the record over, I'm going to take a slight diversion here to my French duophonic copy of the album. Now, interestingly, there's this weird announcement at the beginning of the side that reads out the catalogue number of the album with a heavy echo effect on it before moving into a duophonic darling. So I'm going to play that for you now, and then we'll move swiftly into looking at the track. Darlin' is probably the most notable track on the album, and its differences between mono and stereo are few, but great. The horns are noticeably louder in stereo, standing out more probably due to the width and the space in the track, but in the second verse especially they really stand out, while also the dynamics between the verse and the chorus are noticeably different. So what I'm going to do is start you in the first main chorus if you like in mono and let it move into the verse I'll then move that into the stereo verse and then jump into the stereo chorus so you can feel that dynamic shift once again into stereo.
probably noticed as well how much brighter and wetter the stereo mix is when compared to the mono, but what really stands out to me is that Carl's vocal often disappears in the mix, which is noticeable on a few of Lynette's remixes from 2012 onwards, Do You Wanna Dance being another key example. And this doesn't extend to the other two remixes of the track we're about to look at, nor does it extend to the mono, so it's a bit strange, but it's a notable difference nonetheless. Now, this 2017 stereo mix wasn't the first time this track received a stereo mix. In 2012, again on the 50 Big Ones compilation, the track got a remix, but the year later on Made in California in 2013, it received yet another mix, which is a bit of a variant on the previous one, though the track differs in more ways than just a few bits added in. For starters, the 2012 is very overloaded, compressed and on the edge of distortion, whereas the 2013 tones it back a little bit and makes it a little bit tamer, but also makes the spread not quite feel as wide, with the left and right channels feeling a little lower in volume compared to the the centre, where in 2012 it's kind of full throttle across the whole width. I'm going to start with the 2013 and then I'll move you to the 2012 so you can feel that difference. Jumping back to 2012. You probably also notice once again that this mix is much wetter and more aggressive and has a bit more echo than either the 2017 stereo already did or the mono altogether. It's also much brighter as well. But there is one more difference between these two mixes and that is just as the track goes into the outro chorus, Carl's is missing in the 2012 but reinstated in the 2013. Let's play the 2012 first where this bit is missing and then the 2013 where it's been reinstated. And hopping to 2013. Probably worth noting as well that the 2013 fade there is the shortest of all the fades on the track. Now the next track on the album is the wonderful I'd Love Just Once To See You, one of Brian's first slice of life tracks that he'd go on to write a few more times in the coming years and some of his best little sort of ditties if you like. And this track is no exception. Now the stereo seems to run a hair faster than the mono and the first notable difference is that under the chorus, if you like, there's this lead part, it's hard to identify exactly what it is, but there's far more reverb or echo added on in mono where it seems to be bone dry in stereo. Let's start with the mono and then move it to the dry stereo. I wish that you were here to help me dry 
When's the last time you made into stereo? You had a way of making it come alive. It's not too late for you to take a drive. Following this up, the backing vocals in the rest of the track have this wet, sort of roomy ambience to them in mono, but they're pretty bone dry and up front in stereo. I'll start you with the stereo and then move you to the mono before we loop back round for one more difference. I'd love just once to see you. I'd love just once to see you. I'd love just once to see you in the new. to mono. Now you might have heard a weird thump then, but if you didn't, in the fade out in mono there seems to be the sound of a door slamming in the background, you can hear them grab the handle and you get the bass thump of it closing, but this is missing in stereo. So listen for it really closely in mono now and then I'll play it again in stereo where it's completely missing. And now the stereo. Now, the track that probably has the biggest sonic difference between mono and stereo is the wonderful track on side two and my wife's favorite, Here Comes the Night, where in mono the track is very muddy and the vocals sound very muffled and there's a strong AC hum over the whole thing, but in stereo the hum and the hiss have gone and the vocals shine across the track and they're much louder as well. It's a wonderful mix and interestingly also in stereo in the left channel a tambourine seems to appear which is absent in the mono. So taking all these into account I'm going to play the first part of the verse in mono and then I'm going to play that again in stereo so you can really feel the impact of those vocals coming in in stereo. of the stereo. Now, once the track gets into the chorus, the backing vocals relative to the lead vocal are much louder in stereo than they are in the mono mix. So let's hear that in stereo and then I'll move that over to the mono mix. And over to mono. Our final difference on this track comes in the background of what you're hearing right now, where Brian's ooh just before the instrumental break before the verse disappears in mono, but in stereo it remains audible until the verse vocal comes in. So I'll play the stereo first where you can hear it, and then I'll play the mono where it disappears. <laughs> And again, in mono.
Now, the second to last track we're going to be looking at today, Let the Wind Blow, has the three most radically different mixes on the album, with the mono being this slightly muddy but quite dark sounding track where the stereo is a bit more open and a bit more ambient but still retains that slightly dark feel to it but slightly less aggressive than the mono. However the 2001 stereo mix in the Hawthorne California Rarities collection is completely different in vibe, it's much wetter and there's this strange sound going about the track as well with the split vocals and a slight out of phase keyboard as well. I'm going to start by comparing the mono mix to the 2017 stereo as I've done for the other tracks. And first of all, you'll notice that the drums in the stereo are louder than they are in the mono. So let's start with the mono and move into the stereo. To the stereo. As we move into the second verse, notice how Brian's vocal is wetter in the mono than the stereo bit you just heard, and also that Carl's vocal is much softer in the mono. Back to mono. Now, at the end of this chorus, there's a held note on forever. Now, in mono, this has quite a bit of reverb applied, whereas in stereo, that reverb is a much lighter dusting. Let's hear that in mono first, and then stereo. And again, in stereo. Now, in the bridge that follows this, you may notice that in mono, the organ is basically the lead instrument in the center, but in stereo, this is panned off to the right and much lower than the piano. Let's start with that stereo and then move it to the mono. Into mono. Now, this reduced organ is consistent throughout the track before and after this point, but there is one other major difference between these two mixes that I want to point out, which is also different to the 2001 mix, and that at about the 157 mark, one of the breaths, I believe it's Carl's, is chopped in stereo, it kind of cuts off halfway through, but in mono and the 2001 stereo, it's complete. So let's hear that in mono and then play it again in stereo. And again in stereo, you can't miss it. Now there is a difference regarding the fade, but I'll get to that once we finish with the 2001 mix because that differs in the fade again as well. Now, 2001 mix has a general very different sonic palette. The keyboard at the beginning, well, throughout the track, but notably at the beginning, sounds weirdly out of phase, almost like it's been re-channeled to spread itself across the picture, and there's a lot more reverb on just about every part of the track, and the vocals have been split for the stereo field as well. Let me just play you the first bit of it in this mix, and 
going by the tracks you've already heard, you'll hear how different it sounds. Let's move that to the 2017. This track does match the 2017 though in a few aspects. The organ once again panned off to the right is pretty low in the mix and the track does have an area and not quite as aggressive feel as the mono which is a little more congested and darker feeling. Now there's one other difference outside of the fade and that is at the 2 minutes and 6 seconds there's a breath that's still in the 2001 mix that is in the mono mix but is not in the 2017 stereo mix. We'll then proceed from that into the fade, where the mono version is the shortest, followed by the 2017, which is then followed by the 2001, which is significantly longer. So let's play where that breath still is in the 2001 mix, followed by where it isn't in the 2017, and we'll move on to the fade from there, converting to the mono, and then cutting off to the 2017 and to the 2001. Again in 2017. Back to mono. Twenty seventeen, two thousand one. Now last and arguably least on this episode of Mixology, we're going to be looking at the second to last track on the album, How She Boogalooed It. The only track on the album that appears to have no participation from Brian Wilson, at least in writing credit, and it's a bit of a strange one with Carl Wilson sounding particularly strange on the lead vocal. But speaking of the lead vocal, in mono this is much louder than it is in stereo, so let's kick off with the track in mono and then we'll move it to the stereo where Carl disappears just a little bit. To stereo. Now, in the little instrumental section before the song stops and restarts halfway through, there's a few little guitar licks that are very audible in the left channel in stereo, but are mostly edited out, but not completely in mono. I'll play you it through in stereo first so you can listen for them in the left channel, and then play it again in mono where most of them are missing. And again in mono. Finally, on this track, the hand claps in this section here are much louder in mono. So let's hear them in stereo and then again in mono. Back to mono.
From this point onwards on the track, in stereo it uses the original mono mix as this organ part rocking away behind me right now is completely absent on the multi-track so they couldn't do a true stereo mix with all the elements. However, on the Sunshine Tomorrow 2 digital only collection, they did include an instrumental which has a vocal on this last verse, meaning you can cobble the two together to make your own alternate stereo mix without the organ, and you can make a complete instrumental because the instrumental backing here is the same as the first half of the song because it's just the same part pasted around twice, so nice and simple in that regard. But because that's the same and the other thing is just presented as an alternate, there is no real difference to look at here. Now, the final track on the album, Mama Says, a chant recycled from vegetables during the Smile sessions, was not mixed into stereo because they couldn't find the multi-track master, meaning the double-track vocals couldn't be spread. But this isn't the end of the world as it works perfectly well in mono anyway. There are a couple of outtakes from the album, but nothing that was released at the time, so nothing to mix differently if you like here, although I'm sure I'm playing one of them in the background right now. But with that in mind, this surprisingly short album made a surprisingly long episode of Mixology, and I hope you've enjoyed it as I have making it. It took a deep dive into the album for me, and the various mixes released for the album through the 2000s and the 2010s, to really appreciate how much effort went into the final Sunshine Tomorrow mix, despite there still being a few differences to the mono, but some of these are quite nice to hear, such as the I'd love just once to see you without the rather overbearing reverb in the chorus, making it a bit more friendly and homely sounding if you like. And while the stereo definitely does benefit from the huge clarity boost over the mono, there is something warm and friendly about the mono that invites you in for a nice cosy summer's evening and I do love that dearly. But all that's left to say is that if you're enjoying the Beach Boys episode of Mixology, you should definitely go and check out the Sail On podcast. They're taking a deep dive into the Smile sessions at the moment, and oh boy, it's intense. And it's wonderful, wonderful stuff for any fan of the Beach Boys, whether your fascination is large or small. And obviously mine is very large. But with that in mind, if you want to write into the show, you can do so at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. And... I'll catch you here next time. I'm hoping to look at A Hard Day's Night by the Beatles next time, which obviously had its original mono and stereo mixes, but I'll probably bring in the mono and stereo mixes used on the Long Tall Sally EP as well, as these tracks stem from the same sessions. And obviously we've got some wonderful American mixes to compare to for some of those tracks as well. But all that's left to say is thank you very, very much for listening. And whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Mm-hmm.